Hey, Mike here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Dark Poutine early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. You're about to listen to a historical episode of Dark Poutine. After episode 149, you will find Scott is no longer with the show. In an effort to maintain continuity and offer listeners as many episodes as possible, we are leaving the episodes in which he co-hosted intact. Thank you. Welcome to episode number one of Dark Poutine, a Canadian podcast covering our nation's creepier side. My name is Mike Brown, creator and host of this baloney. With me is my good friend, co-host, and sound engineer, Scott Hemingway. Say hello, Scott. Hello, everybody. Nice. Dark Poutine is not for the faint of heart or squeamish, as our content contains mature themes, harsh language, and graphic descriptions of violent crimes. Listener discretion is strongly advised. So, put on your toque, grab a double-double, and an Nanaimo bar. It's time to scarf down some Dark Poutine. were perceived positively. Here are a few mostly true stereotypes about Canada and Canadians. We love maple syrup, craft dinner, and drink a lot of Tim Hortons coffee, but not usually at the same time, even though I'd like to try some uh, maple syrup in my coffee at some point. Yeah, speak for yourself. I've combined that with craft dinner. Cool. Yeah. All right. Hockey is our favorite sport, although not our official sport. It's lacrosse, and I'm not kidding. Have you ever played any lacrosse? I have not. Yep, and I have no interest in it. Interesting. I doubt I could even spell it. Well, I did. Winters can be rough in most of the country, unless you live in Vancouver, where it just tends to rain in the winter months. And we're often sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, considered by ourselves and others as one of the politest countries in the world. You're welcome. Perhaps we're so polite because we're compensating for our noisy neighbors to the south. Oh, shots fired. Yeah, that big orange Cheeto. Here at Dark Poutine, we will tackle the impolite topics, the ruder underbelly of Canada. We're going to teach you about notorious Canadian crimes and mysteries, solved and unsolved. We're not all as meek as we've been portrayed, although publicly we try to be. We've had some horrendous events take place within our borders. There's a ton of dark and sometimes embarrassing Canadian history to talk about. There are many communities and cultures across this great land rich with weird tales, hauntings, and legends, as well as stories of supernatural creatures hiding deep in our vast forests. But why dark poutine? If you're not Canadian, the word poutine may be new to you. Poutine is something else that a lot of Canadians love. 
Poutine has its origins somewhere in Quebec, but the truth is lost to history. There are many who claim to have invented it, but the basic recipe is a pile of French fries covered with cheese curds that have been melted by hot brown gravy. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Amazing. The etymology of the word poutine is unclear as well. Etymology, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Some claim it comes from French slurs meaning fat or stout person. I resemble that, sadly. I uh, concur, you do. Poutine is... I almost told you nasty things. Poutine is a, <laughs> is a truly Canadian junk food. It's not good for you. Poutine is heavy. You'll feel full after eating it. It can weigh in at over 1,000 calories and uh, the gigantic dose of carbs uh, will drive your blood sugar crazy. It takes a long time to digest. Your pancreas will probably pack its bags and leave you for abusing it, and your arteries will be clogged with gravy and cheese. Mm, such goodness. Too much poutine will probably kill you. Ask your doctor. But it tastes great. Some claim it has restorative properties as like a hangover cure after a night of binge drinking Labatt's 50, a Canadian mm. beer that nobody drinks. <laughs> We're not sure about that, but we've been told. <laughs> Dark poutine is a guilty pleasure. Auditory junk food. We hope to satisfy your shameful craving for those things you should probably avoid, but hope to leave you wanting more. Leaves me wanting more. Mm. <laughs> Enough of this tomfoolery. On to our first topic, floating feet. Uh, it's a little close to home. They're also known as the Salish Sea Feet. Here's some audio from a Como 4 news report in 2008. Five human feet, each encased in a running shoe, all washed ashore in Canada, Strait of Georgia. It's such a bizarre mystery. Could they be just a tragic coincidence or is something more sinister at work? Como 4 problem solver Tracy Vetter went to British Columbia to investigate, tracking down the evidence, the experts and people searching for their missing loved ones. human feet. Is it sinister? Each found in a sneaker. Is it coincidental? Each washed ashore one at a time over 10 months. Each one of those feet has a story about how it got there. Investigators from both the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the British Columbia Coroner's Service have invested hundreds of man hours, but so far have little to show for it. They don't know who the feet belong to, if they came from the same place, or whether or not it's foul play. There are no easy answers. This is just going to take time. So, uh, wow, that sounds pretty crazy. It does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like that was just creepy in itself. Um, on August 20th, 2007, the first foot was found on the shore in Jedediah Island, Marine provincial park by a hiker visiting from washington state she saw a shoe and picked it up inside the size 12 adidas sneaker it was a sock and what was in the sock oh can i take a guess uh yep uh an arm nope oh it okay. was a decomposing foot oh yeah. Six days later, a second foot was found inside another sneaker on Gabriola Island, just a few kilometers to the south of the first foot. So you would think, that's the other foot. Guess you would, what? You would think? Nope. This shoe was further inland, and it had been carried there by animals, they assume. And um, 
it was not a match to the first foot. In fact, it was another right foot, but this time in a size 12 Reebok. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. What are the odds? The same size, different shoe manufacturers. Yep, same foot within, you know, a couple of weeks of each other or whatever. Just like, eesh. I'm no statistician, but I'm thinking one in a lot. <laughs> exactly. Those are the actual odds. Yeah. The fact that these are two right feet in two different brands of shoe, both found in such a short time period, is likely why it made such a big splash. You see? Hey-o. Yeah, see yeah. what I did there? Oh. Hmm. On February 8th, 2008, six months after the second foot was found, uh, a third foot washed up on Valdez Island uh, just to the south. And this was another male's foot, this time in a size 11 Nike. And, and another right foot. Well, at least we're going down in size. Yep. I guess. You've got, got to find the positives where you can. <laughs> sure. On May 22nd of the same year, uh, on Kirkland Island in the Fraser River Delta, a fourth foot was found. Although it was another right foot, this time in a New Balance sneaker, this discovery broke with the pattern. It was a woman's foot. Oh. Well. Yeah. So a lady foot. So three men and a lady. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, all different folks. Yeah. So on June 16th, also in 2008, on the shore of Westham Island in Delta, another foot was found by hikers. This was a left foot and turned out to be a match to the one found on Valdez Island. Uh, that was the one from February 8th. So, But it was like 36 kilometers away. Hmm. A right foot was found by camper inside a size 11 uh, shoe covered in seaweed. Uh, this time it was near Pisht, P-Y-S-H-T, Washington. Hmm. Pisht. I miss money, Penny. I'm a little pished about oh, this. You just can't go wrong with a Sean Connery reference. No. Although. <laughs> Pashta. Yes, exactly. Authorities thought this foot, although found 25 kilometers to the south of the international border, could have been carried on the currents from B.C. to Washington over time. So more feet from B.C. Hmm. and a not another match. Huh. Weird. Uh, I, well, I'd say at the first foot it was weird. Yeah. Uh, on November 11, 2008, the Fraser River, uh, in the Fraser River near Richmond, a match to the May 22nd, Kirkland Island female's foot was discovered. So the, the lady's feet showed up together. But, yeah, so between May and November, her other foot was just floating around. Wow. Yeah. Um, the discoveries of as many as 16 feet were reported until February 2016. And although new no... no and although... <laughs> No new sightings have been reported recently. I wouldn't be surprised if the discoveries have continued. I just don't think it's news anymore. Well. Which is kind of weird. They wouldn't just stop. I, if it's from the causes that we're led to believe, which are. Which we'll get into. Yeah, then it would seem unlikely that they would just suddenly stop. But. Uh, yeah. But it. it there's a lot of um, journalists that believe that it has been resolved. Yeah. They have figured it out. So that could also be that when, if another foot pops up somewhere, it's just not reported because it's been resolved. But Yeah. I mean, a part of it is that, you know, the feet, I don't know, it's... 
there's feet showing up on the shore and and it's freaky. Well, it, it, it like and I can buy into a lot of the reasoning behind the feet uh, being found, but you would just think that that would be quite common in any uh, uh, you know shoreline city. Finding feet. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, like I'm just saying, if it's coming from from suicides and uh, you know, uh, so yeah, so here some people think it was a serial killer. I mean, yep. the Pacific Northwest was home to Gary Ridgeway, the Green River yep. Killer, uh, Willie Picton, yeah. our very own Willie Picton here in uh, in Port Coquitlam, um, Ted Bundy. Did his thing uh, in Washington before he moved to Colorado, Utah, and Florida. Which, for those who don't know, like Vancouver and Seattle, it's a very close. You're looking at a three-hour drive. Yeah. Climate-wise, we're very identical in, in many ways. So yeah. It's not far from where we are to there. Except Seattle's money is worth a lot more. About 20 cents. For now. For now. That changes. Um, yeah, so... Uh, some of the other theories are uh, victims of gangland or biker murders. Yeah, we, we, gangs, uh, biker gangs were quite prevalent here for most of the... Well, they still are quite prevalent. We now have your... But they're not gangs. They're motorcycle enthusiasts. <laughs> it's my bad. My bad. Yeah. Um, victims of recent tsunamis in Asia. Mm-hmm. So there was the the one in, I think it was 2004, and then the other one in Japan. Yep, Fukushima. Yeah. Uh, Victims of a local plane crash, people who have drowned, things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 2016, CTV News uh, reported the mystery of uh, a few of the floating feet had been solved. Botanical Beach on the west coast of Vancouver Island is a remote but stunning area of the province. It's also where hikers made a stomach-turning discovery on Sunday. There was a foot, uh, what appeared at that point to be a foot in a sock in a running shoe. It's the 13th foot found in British Columbia since 2007. This is where it was floating just before the bridge right up here. From False Creek to Richmond to the Gulf Islands, the feet made headlines and prompted wild theories about their origins. Now you also have to consider whether or not this could be a serial killer, somebody who right now is underneath the radar. But physical anthropologists cautioned that while the spate of discoveries was new and startling, public awareness could have prompted people to pay attention to stray running shoes. It does happen um, on other coastlines around the world. It's not unusual. Ultimately, the mystery was solved after years of forensic work and combing through missing persons reports. Ten of the 12 had been identified. These were all either accidental or unfortunate suicide deaths, all of them. The coroner's service expects the latest mystery foot will have a similar explanation. They've already teamed up with the RCMP's missing persons unit. So at least one of the feet had been deemed uh, that of a local man who committed suicide. And the the 
So, never, never fun, never fun to hear. Yeah, and also the pair of feet belonging to the the woman uh, that were discovered in Richmond. Uh, apparently, they they say she was had jumped off the Patello Bridge here in Surrey four years prior to the finding of her feet. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it seems like, like an excessive amount of years. You would think that they would decompose. Yeah. Or get eaten by fish and whatnot, but. So police and forensic scientists don't believe they can prove any foul play in the deaths of these individuals mm-hmm. as just by their feet alone, because there's no um, tool marks. Yeah, no saw, no saw marks yeah. or anything like that to show it was. So uh, the feet are separating from the bodies like yeah. naturally, right at the joints. At the joint. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Creepy. Uh, one discovery of note is a human leg bone and foot found in a black pa- plastic bag underneath the Seattle Bridge in December of 2011. Hmm. I don't think that's related somehow. No, I don't even know that one. Yeah. No. It, yeah. It, that doesn't sound like an accident. Like, oh, okay, like... I don't go... I jumped off a bridge and put my leg into a garbage bag. I, I don't typically go boating or swimming in a garbage bag. Typically. Just one of your legs in a garbage bag. (laughs) Well, no, when I have done it, I I individually wrap each limb. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That's a a look. (laughs) It is. Interesting. Don't you find it's a little sweaty? I find it a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So, okay, so it's explained a few of the feet, but what about the others? Like, I don't know. Identifying the origin of the feet is quite a puzzle for police, scientists, and speculators alike. According to some uh, seriously nerdy oceanographers, things like sneakers can float around uh, thousands of kilometers. And under the right conditions, a body could float intact for almost 30 years. It seems crazy to hear, but uh, I'll go with science over guessing. Well, we do like to guess. We like <laughs> well, then, well, then let's have at it. Let's have at it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am typically a... Uh, there's a huge part of me that loves folklore, that loves uh, unsolved mysteries sure. and whatnot. But I tend to, once that excitement or interest of the topic sinks in, I typically tend to go with science. I typically tend to go with uh, the facts of the matter, what reality actually is with this. But yeah, when you're talking this amount of feet. Yeah, that's a lot. In a short time time 16 feet in eight years? Yeah. which I mean, it doesn't seem like a long time, but think about where you live. Have you heard about 16 feet wash up in any given time span? Uh, Well, I lived in Nova Scotia for most of my life, and I don't remember ever hearing about a foot washing up. I do remember... But you uh, guys didn't have TV. Okay. But I do remember uh, my my friend's dad was a fisherman, and they were doing some trawling, and... uh, They brought up a human hand. Oh, really? In the trawler, yeah. And uh, and then 15 more over the next few years? No. no? Oh. Just a single human hand. Yeah. Uh, it was like a... Uh, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but uh, then they had it in their living room after that. <laughs> You've got to be kidding no, me. No, I'm not. It was a skeletized human hand in somebody's living room. <laughs> You've got... <laughs> it was a conversation I'm half, piece. I'm half massively... Uh, impressed by these folks and half 
incredibly concerned about them. <laughs> well, they were, you know, the guy was a, uh, he was like a ship's engineer or something, but yeah, so. Well, yeah, but if you find a hand or something, they, like, I, don't you call the authorities? Don't they keep apparently, it? Apparently they did. But I, or maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe I just told something I shouldn't have said. <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. I don't even remember those people's names. Ignore. <laughs> feet. So the feet. The feet. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah. It, it, again, like I totally subscribe to uh, the fact that it was all they were related to suicides, to, you know, the shipping industry, uh, you know, accidents. But again, that's just like. A lot of feet. It is a lot of feet. Oh, yeah. So, and there you go. So that's like our first actual episode of Dark Boutique. <laughs> we talked about feet floating around. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the, um, they won't all be about feet, and they won't all be about, like... They won't? No. Oh, I'm out. And they might not all be this light. I don't think uh, we'll always be uh, this jokey. It's, it's not light Putin. It's dark poutine. Because screw light poutine. Who would want... It's not even poutine, then. Well, true. Because the sauce has got to be brown. It needs to be heavy, man. Yep. So I want to take some time to thank some of the people who uh, helped uh, to make dark poutine a reality. Uh, my friend Morton Rand Hendrickson. Uh, he works for LinkedIn. Uh, he connected me really early in the creative process uh, with podcasts and radio pros who gave me some awesome free advice on what to do and how to get a podcast off the ground. So thank you, guys. Um, thanks to Christy Lee from the Canadian True Crime Podcast for helping us find our podcast host, Podbean. Thanks to all the friends and family who have been both encouraging and patient while we get uh, to episode one. It's taken a while. And, of course, thanks to my comrade Scott for helping with the production of the podcast, composing our original music, and for listening to me blather on. Hmm. And for blathering yourself. We've been listening to each other blather for quite some time. It's true. Might as well uh, record it. Exactly. I think this is why we're doing this. So our next episode will be one that actually uh, Scott has some interesting Mm -hmm. background with. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be talking about a local murder case. And uh, uh, the murderer uh, went on to taunt the police afterward. And his name was Terry Driver, also known as the Abbotsford Killer. Scott. Mm Mm-hmm. You watched movies with Terry Driver at his house. I, I have. There are some very, very uh, just bizarre linkages between me and uh, him, his family. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll get into it next yeah. week for yeah, sure. For but sure. Uh, but yeah, I knew him. We're teasing I, you a little I, bit. I knew the family from a chi- from childhood, oh, and wow. then uh, later in life, completely randomly somehow got bit mixed up in the trial oh wow yeah well there you go so that's next week uh well not next week that'll be our in our next episode number two number two and i hope it's not number two (laughs) uh anywho is there a number three there should be well oh yeah no, number three is something we don't talk no, about. Yeah, move on. Yep. Uh, if you have any story ideas, questions, comments, or just want to say hi, you can reach us on our website, www. 
www.darkpoutine.com. Email us at darkpoutinepodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you look on our Twitter, uh, our personal Twitters are there, too, so you can follow us there. Leave a comment and a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. Every little bit helps. Have a good one, and don't be a tool. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.